Wait, so what, ha what happened to Butch Hartman? He got arrested or something? No. No. <laughs> no. Arrested for YouTube crimes. I mean, I feel like anytime I hear someone's name and it's trending or something, I'm always like, oh shit. So what did they, who'd they sexually assault? Oh, oh no. Oh, that's terrible. No. no. They're leaving no, no, Nick. Uh, yeah, Butch Hartman's leaving Nick after being there for like two decades. Mm. I mean, it's never been a good place. Okay, I'll wait to talk on a podcast. Hmm. Uh, so we're just going to wait on uh, Mars, Mars reviews. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, mean, I started a new hashtag on Twitter. I, I basically said, move over, cutie Saturday hashtag. It's time for Sundere Sunday. <laughs> I just felt myself have like a, a fucking like oh geez uh -oh. I felt my body shut down when we all did that simultaneously <laughs> <laughs> yeah you started like becoming one person for a little bit we all want some soon that is we all fused we all synchronized <laughs> I don't know, because once we're done with the podcast, like me and uh, Nesca and Sundere girl got to go eat together. Yeah, we, we did a recording yesterday, and we pretty much just made fun of Pan together. Yeah. It was great. So, wait, you guys have an eat thing? I don't know, I ate. Did you eat? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she ate. But we, we're going to go eat uh. dinner, you know. It's a special occasion. We're not going to say what, since that's illegal. But anyway, <laughs> we were playing the Teen Titans. It's oh illegal? What? Nothing? <laughs> We're playing. Oh, how is it illegal? Pan, Pan, you're so unsubtle. At, like literally, you just <laughs> spoiled it for everyone. Spoiled what? Well, how is it? I don't understand what you're doing is illegal. I'm, I'm, I'm right here, and I don't even know what's what's illegal. Is it like a tortoise wedding? Because those are illegal. What are? What's a tortoise wedding? When someone marries a tortoise. I, th I didn't think it would be so literal. What, what do you mean? What else would that mean? I don't, I don't know. It's just, you can't matter. It, it sounds like it sounds like slang. Oh, like. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, yeah, it's slang for marrying a, a tortoise. I thought it would mean something more, but it's, it's like, that's slang. That's the literal description. It's it's too literal. Where it's like I thought it would mean something else, but no, it's literally what I mean, it sounds I think, like. I think I think the kids call it a toto. But I, I, I'm not down with the kids Wait, as much now. So, so, are, 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 I, was, so is the dog from that one movie just named after a tortoise wedding? <laughs> Wizard know? of Oz? No, no, that's so. just that's to that's Toto. This oh. is Toto. Oh my gosh! That's, see, it's like a whole thing. Hmm. My mind's been blown. It's a whole thing. It's gonna catch on. So you know. yeah. eventually, yeah, all the kids are gonna talk about it. Where is Mars Reviews? He's supposed to be here. Maybe this podcast could be the like that Seinfeld episode where they wait at the Chinese food restaurant and never get to go in. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for an episode Whoa. of Seinfeld. This whole podcast is like Seinfeld. Nothing ever happens. When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? I <laughs> <laughs> used to love watching Seinfeld. When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it seems that Mars has had a very, very, very last-minute technical hiccup. Yeah, and it wouldn't be a very good podcast since uh, there's like a three-year delay when you're communicating from Mars, you know? True. Crunch. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. Unfortunately, the delay the delay is about thirty seconds. Oh well, have we progressed that far? That only it only takes thirty seconds. No, thirty seconds to get from Mars. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
little while. I was like, I'm surprised you're letting me go on for so long. I'm like, I'll blame Jared Leto. Oh, Damn. We're always in our clubhouse getting high. It's the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast, and our guest didn't show up, but it's just us, me, Pan Pizza, and who are you people? Oh, hey, it's Jim. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> oh, he's Ooh. back. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> are you? Oh, it's me, Jim. There you know. he is. Are, are, you, are you the one guy everybody keeps talking about? Uh, yeah, I like, guess so. It was like, oh man, man, this podcast sure sucks without without Jim. We need to get Jim back. We need Jim. Where's Jim? Are you that guy? Uh, oh, I guess I guess I am. I don't know about all that stuff, but sure. Well, I guess everybody's gonna be happy now that you're back. So, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. And I'm also, happy. And also, <laughs> we got um, we got who are you? Uh, Pan's friend Nesca. Yeah, what are you doing here? Uh, I'm playing a video game. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's my friend. She's in person and she's just hanging out at my house. Me, her, and Sundere girl are gonna go eat dinner t- later. But anyway, yeah, Jim's back, everyone. And wait, 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 wait. If by um by having dinner, are you talking threesome? No. <laughs> no. Oh. That's never gonna happen. Are they gonna eat sushi like off your naked body? Oh, just, no. Like, oh, 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 no! Oh, me, Nothing like me. that. This sure is embarrassing. My slightly flat <laughs> goblin body with like the extra flap that I got after a gastric bypass. No one needs to know these things. We got a sponsor. We got a sponsor. I mean, uh, it's CK Draws again. If, if you donate to our hundred to our Patreon and give a hundred dollars, you get to promote your stuff. And we're promoting CK Draws, who draws mostly lewds. I mean, there's links to his DeviantArt and everything in the description. And they like Total Drama Island. They're the one who requested the Total Drama Island review. Actually, they requested the mm. Total Drama Act. What was the newest? The World Tour review. And then it just made the video kind of convoluted and. You know, if anyone has a problem with that video, it's his fault. So, you know, you're doing you're doing an excellent job of sponsoring him. Let me take it from here. CK Draws does commissions and draws a lot of lewd pinups of all of your favorite cartoon girls. If you're interested in buying some commissions or art from him, please visit the link on stream or in the description. There. That's all you had to say. But you fucked it up. That was beautiful. Yay. Yay. Also, uh, sponsoring us on the podcast and um donated to pan's patreon helps us raise funds to get us all to momocon where we will be doing a panel and having an artist alley table where you can buy merchandise from us and just hang and just chat with us but not yeah. for too long we have paying customers to get to so scram yeah don't talk to me <laughs> just just don't look at me in the eyes okay just, just that gets weird yeah just look at his just look at his dick i know it's oh. hard since there's like nothing there no but, one's not pandering to my sexual humiliation fetish okay yeah, I mean, I'm here in person. I don't. Please, please don't. No. Fun fact. Fun Think fact for me. fun fact for everybody in stream and um in the call. I've known Pan for about seven years now, and I still don't know whether or not he's joking about the sexual humiliation thing. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's how good he is at playing the bit. But anyway, yeah. like I am a I'm a. What do you call those actors who like get way into the role and they're doing it in pu- public and stuff? Jared Leto's. I'm 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 a method actor, you know. <laughs> 
we're all everyone around me is ashamed. Yeah, I'm more like a meth head actor. Oh, I, don't, I don't do those <laughs> got things. Him. We got some news. news. Yes. Oh wait. Oh, before um the the next video is gonna be a Patreon review request for Alan Gregory. Oh wow! Really? Yes. That's going to be awesome. A quality so Jonah Hill donates to your Patreon? Oh, <laughs> what if he does and he's like, please, somebody talk about this cartoon? Because I was watching some interviews with him and there, he was very passionate about this cartoon, hoping it would be good. And it just wasn't. Maybe he like he's still at Hollywood parties and he'll be like, yeah, but remember my show, Alan Gregory? I feel like that could come back, right? Like if I just called Adult Swim, like I'm Jonah Hill, like. Like, you know, and they're like, God, he just does this. Whatever, times. Jonah. Whatever. Yeah. He'll be fine. Jonah Hill. More like Jonah. Thrill. More Hill. like Jonah Fox. Yeah. Bill. But um, for our first bit of news, uh, CK Draw says we should talk about uh, Butch Hartman leaving Nickelodeon. And not, and not say anything disparaging about any of the bad decisions or cartoons he's made. Yeah, well, I mean... I mean First off, like a uh, I'm, I'm not talking about those. I'm just saying that they exist. But we're not going to say anything disparaging whatsoever. No, we're not going to say anything disparaging. But we're just saying there's a portion of the work that he has made that That's is bad. Not very good. That's bad. But we're not saying anything bad about him. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Bad. We're not going to let we're not going to let the dogs out on this. No, show. no. We're just saying if we were to do that, there's lots to talk about. But we're not yeah. going to. This is a real Dougal, if you feel me. But basically, uh, Butch Hartman, uh, who, the creator of Fairly Odd Parent and Danny Phantom and other shows nobody cares about, uh, decided to make uh, has decided to leave Nickelodeon after 20 years of being working there. Which normally I'd be like, well, cartoonists change between studios all the time. But I guess this is kind of a big deal because this was 20 years. I mean, what other cartoonists stayed in the same place for 20 years? Well, besides Lasseter, but you know. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of I, I wonder what why he left. Did he say cuz it's his video said why I left uh Nickelodeon. He didn't and, say a goddamn thing, so it's probably his fault. Yeah. Anytime someone leaves a network, I think the natural thing now is to be like, so did Amazon get him or did Netflix get him or or whatever Apple's going to make get him or you know, like there's so many other ways to make content now. I wouldn't be surprised if like he has a deal with one of these people because they're like, because kids stuff doesn't get the headlines, but it's still like, it really helps those streaming services. So I could imagine like that's probably what it actually happened. Or he just bounced because he saw that that's probably what's going to happen. And because at least on Netflix, like it doesn't matter what time, they don't have a time slot. They'll just sort of leave you alone. So if he got that pickup, I mean, why not? Yeah. He mentioned that he's going to work with some streaming company that doesn't really exist right now called Pocket Watch. And there's no info on that. And that, But he said it and that's all there is we can go by. Pocket, he didn't say like what company that, that is or, or is he doing the Disney one that knows anything? I, I don't know. He just said Pocket Watch. I guess he's going to put his uh, Noog network on his on whatever the streaming site is. Pocket Watch. Mm. Noog, please. Yeah. I mean, I hope he got a better deal than just going for some crappy one. Because I feel like whenever Disney launches theirs, there's going to be so many that if you're like a small one, you're just going to get gobbled up. Yeah. I mean, so. I feel like we're just going to be oversaturated in streaming services. And eventually we're just going to be we'll end up with like three. Yeah. Well, because also like the Apple one, like seriously, no one knows what that's going to be. And there's been stories about it for like months. So like 
like we don't actually even know what 2019 is going to be like entertainment wise it's like just this looming black cloud didn't netflix say like they're gonna turn like they're not gonna stop until like 50 percent of their content is netflix originals um yeah they've said they've said things like that just because they like the fact that like if you want to see something like house of card oh well i guess that's not a good example anymore okay well they were like you know if you wanted to see a show like master of none actually never mind okay so if you wanted to see a show like uh maybe a show that people still how about a movie like uh death note oh or or a movie like cloverfield paradox oh hang on we're gonna name a good one hang on um uh wow um are we gonna be here all day no i mean bojack's pretty good well they got bojack that's the only good one yeah i mean it feels like netflix is just taking whatever in i mean yeah i mean the cloverfield thing worked but and bright thing like it worked to get people to watch something but afterwards everyone's like oh yeah i did that i don't know well normie's like bright you know it was okay like nobody's like nobody's like you know thinking about bright anymore other than to be like how ridiculous that that was like their big push was it was a better concept but like the execution was like this is kind of falling apart the more you think about it no no it's a it's a cool concept but it to me it's like it's a cool concept that zootopia did way before and way better <laughs> oh no i mean if you know it's like there's nothing about bright that i didn't see in zootopia and zootopia had more fun with the racial politics it was more interesting about it and bright completely failed on all those fronts so. oh yeah i couldn't really even finish watching it listen jim what fairy lives don't matter anymore i that, that line confuses me so much like okay are the fairies like sentient humans or are they just pests yeah. no yeah that's see they don't that, i noticed that that's a theme with netflix movies because that was in the cloverfield movie also where they they just like talk about a concept like i know about it and i'm like did i like did you skip a part of the movie where you explain these like larger concepts because they often like go like, oh, you know, like how the orcs are this thing. And I'm like, I don't know. You're the movie that's telling me these things. Like why? How like far- people in the comments or, in, or the chat just like the fairy lives don't matter line in Bright. Like are the fairies their own people or are they just pests? Like why would Will Smith say that if they're just pests? So, like when you crush a cockroach, you're not going to say cockroach lives don't matter. Unless- well, didn't they even try like ordering a, a exterminator for the fairy? Or who was going to? I guess so. So is he saying that the fairies like have a movement like Black Lives Matter, a protest movement in this world that's different, showing that people should respect the lives of fairies as well? Or is he just like because he re- references that like people in that world know what that is? It feels like a first draft that they uh like didn't bother to flush out. From what I hear, Dayer like took Max Landis's script and then like rewrote a ton of it. Or at least some. Yeah, it, but so I, don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm like the Max Landis thing. Like I I like him, but it's often to, I like him to a point. But there's often like when you, his scripts always get mangled, quote unquote. But like I'm like how you know he's made like one successful script in a lot of movies that every time I'm like there's a lot wrong with the story here. You know? To be fair, he made better. He made one good script, and that's more than we made. So you know. No, no, that's true that's true but i just it's like he for someone who talks i guess it's more just because he's so like big about it on twitter and online and stuff i think he's more of a lightning rod for it Mm -hmm. you know 
Yeah, but also like some of his stuff, like his independent like uh, YouTube videos are written really well, and uh, his yeah. uh, in his Superman comic I really enjoyed thus far. Yeah. So like maybe there's some truth to it because also Craig McCracken did say there's a lot of politics involved in movies. So I'm not like giving Max Landis the pass mm-hmm. at all because mm-hmm. I'm sh- I'm sure like you know. Like there, he probably did fuck up in some places because uh, he has before. But you know, there is probably more that we don't know about. Yeah, as no, as yeah. And it, I don't know if David Ayers did rewrite it. I mean, David Ayers also was a screenwriter um, before all the Suicide Squad nonsense. Like he wrote Training Day and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. I mean, who knows how it happened or how Netflix, you know, felt that they needed to cut it or Will Smith ch- changed stuff. Like, there's so many. When you have all those egos, who even knows? But it just like it seems like like a, it happens a lot to Max Landis scripts, and like if he was just a screenwriter without all the online stuff, he wouldn't just based on his work is like his screenplays. I don't think he would have the reception without you know doing all the online stuff. Like because there's lots of screenwriters who have a bad script now and then. And people go, okay, it's fine. But it's just like he doesn't have the filmography as much as I think um, he has the name, which is probably why people are a little more negative towards him. Yeah. It's also, sad. Mr. No Name 2001 says, the movie was so bad it made him, Max Landis, quit Twitter. No, he didn't quit Twitter for that, man. That's the joke, <laughs> he Nolan. Quit. He quit Twitter for some. That was a joke. How do you know that was the Mr. No Name 2001 confirmed that that was the joke or not? No, I mean, uh, no, no, wait, no, I guess I'm talking to Mr. No Name. It's like, that's the joke, Mr. No Name, I think. Maybe I'm not, I don't know who said what now. I'm confused. No, Mr. Mr. No Name said the movie was so bad it made Max Landis quit Twitter. And I said, no, um, he quit Twitter for other reasons. And I'm referring to his, uh, little uh oh the allegation mr no name there was there was also did you did you actually did you hear about the rumor about bright and that netflix and not everyone makes you do this but a lot of people do but apparently specifically because of who he was netflix made him sign an nda that included a non-disparage on social media clause is the rumor because he's never said he like basically did not talk about bright when it was coming around and it made it sound like he was not happy but unless there's a tweet that I don't know about, but that was the rumor for a while, is that they made him sign something Uh-oh. to be like, don't shit on our movie. And that apparently when he's developed other movies recently, they've been like, you have to sign this or we're not, you know, we're going to find <laughs> oh, you or we're not going to make wow. this. Ow. That's, that's just what, I mean, it's a big rumor. It's not confirmed, but that's that's kind of been going around for a while. Yeah. So. It's so sad Butch is leaving the Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you know how this shit goes. We just think, uh we do just you think Butch yeah. Hartman feels fairly odd parent lives don't matter. Is fairly odd parents stole that from somebody in the stream. Shut up! Wow, it's, I was gonna credit them afterwards. I was gonna credit them. Were you Mr. No Name said it in two thousand one? Did wait, is fairly odd parents over? Is it still going or what I happened? I think it's on it, its, it's last well, leg. It, it's like if I were to compare Mr. If I were to compare Fairly Odd Parents to like a person, it would probably be like 
somebody who's been in a coma for like seven years and their body is completely atrophied and they're connected to 50 million different tubes and like their heart is just barely beating and like their parent like has abandoned them to go do something else or have another kid and then the doctor's like you know we're kind of just wasting money like keeping them alive so you might as well just pull the plug even though they're barely a shell of their former selves so it wouldn't really matter anyway yeah and then the, the nurse and then the nurse is just like smoking a cigarette in the room because this is just where all the nurses go for like because they know nobody really gives a shit. They'll just like they can get away with doing anything. And then like and the, so they just and then like the female Ghostbusters visit and just to entertain them and the other kids that are sick and dying. Yeah, and no, the yeah. kids are like, kids are like, he man, he man, and then the kids, man, the, the kids no. are also like, wait, this movie hasn't come out yet. Who are you people? What's going on? I don't know what Ghostbusters is. <laughs> and, and then the, while the doctors are checking up on this um, rhetorical patient, like they pull out their like uh, defibrillator to charge their phone, and then like somehow they still live even though the plug was pulled on them for the time it took He's to charge trying. their phone. And then they're and then the doctors like, oh shit, and they plug it back in and they're fine. That's what the fairly odd parents is. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's still running on Nicktoons Network, but I haven't heard anything about like it finally ending for for Rizzles. Hey, it's gonna end. I mean, it's gonna well, die eventually. The thing with Nickelodeon's always been known to like get. It's hard for them to support anything that's not SpongeBob. I mean, what? I, I guess Loud House is the only thing I've heard of them really successfully embracing and being. Unless like there's something I forgetting but uh mm -hmm. it, it just i've always heard that it's like the worst network to be with like it's kind of like not a great situation and maybe he was like i'm gonna go make things for my pocket watch or something so yeah. i guess that works it's like fuck this shit i am out out with the trash next bit of news <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got, uh, they're making a live action TV movie of Kim Possible. And oh, right. Oh, yeah. Call, call me, beat me if you want to, uh, make live action adaptions that are, uh, bad. <laughs> I mean, it's a TV movie, so I'm like, this is gonna be pretty mediocre. It's not gonna be all that great. Nah. I mean, they're currently doing know. casting. I think, I think it'll be funny. I mean, it's like... Well, who are, who, who's working on it? Is it just, this is something we're thinking of, or is there, like, anybody... Disney's official Twitter tweeted, like, hey, we're doing casting on the Disney's Kim Possible TV movie. Oh, so we, so it sounds like someone would be... I mean, unless they have somebody cool, I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah, I, I mean, it feels like it's a little too soon to relish in Kim Possible nostalgia. I don't know. We're approaching 2020, which is the apt time for 2000s nostalgia, then, so... Yeah. Then it'll be my time to shine. To, yeah, to, it, I think the golden rule now is if it's 20 years old, it's time to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's usually the golden, usually is. Sometimes you need, it's kind of on a case-by-case -case basis, because sometimes I feel like if you do it too early, it doesn't work, or if you wait too long, yeah. you have to have that right, like, like look at Jumanji, for fuck's sake. If you have, if you have the right thing, it, it like, explodes. So. Yeah, I mean, like, it's too, a little too early for the 2000s nostalgia. That's why Sunset Overdrive didn't catch on. Yeah, I'm waiting for the new metal nostalgia. I've been waiting for that oh, for a while. I, I want people to be like, I got Limp Bizkit's significant other on vinyl, bro. Let's Aww. put it on. Pan, Sunset Overdrive didn't catch on because it was on Xbox One. 
True, that, that too. Everyone was like, wanted Halo and nobody wanted Sunset Overdrive. I, I heard that they want to make a sequel, but they, they said, hey, we're looking for a publisher. So, you know, if anyone in the comments is a publisher, go publish uh, Sunset Overdrive 2. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like how you pity Insomniac so much. You're just like appealing to the comment section for a publisher. Like, I don't know. The, the, the last news article I read is just like, hey, we're looking for a publisher if, and we can make Sunset Overdrive 2. Please help us. But no, maybe uh, maybe Nintendo will be like, uh, put this on. It'll, it'll go right next to Bayonetta and stuff. You know, please, Nintendo. Does anybody here like Bayonetta? Yeah. Says, uh, no, says uh, um, says Sega. And then uh, fucking uh, Hideki Kamiya is like, yeah, Nintendo does. And then Sega's like, anybody at all? Anybody <laughs> like Bayonetta? <laughs> Well, um, no, nope, looks like we're not going to give you a sequel. And then Nintendo's like, don't worry, we got you, fam. <laughs> that reminds me of, like, the Jaws ride. Um, t- talk about the Jaws ride, Nesca. What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. Um, I guess when the Jaws ride came out at Universal, it was a real big failure because they had just one company pretty much um, build the whole thing, like, super quickly because Disney and Universal were kind of just, like, at each other's necks. And... There was a point where the company was getting sued by Universal because it was such a big failure that they said uh, something something along the lines of, well, if we would have given this to, to Disney theme parks, their maintenance could have just taken it and made it work. So Universal goes, oh, fuck no. So they <laughs> went ahead and, and hired like three or four different uh, companies to do the three or four different sections of the of the ride. It was a just one gigantic dick measuring contest over Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I think I think uh, Kevin Perger of Defund Land covered that ride and uh, yeah. some other. Oh, that's, I, oh, that's interesting. Great. I didn't know. All, I The only th- weird trivia thing I know about that ride is uh, there was like an empty room there and they told Spielberg about it, like near the ride where you could just watch everything. And apparently when, like, his life would get, like, a little too stressful, he would just go there and hang out and watch the Jaws ride for a little bit. And I was, like, I was, like, that image of, like, like the most successful person in Hollywood just, like, sitting and watching a ride and nobody knew about it. Like, he's just, like, man, what am I going to do about Schindler's List? And, like, Jaws comes out, like, rah! Yeah. (laughs) Well, they had something similar for the King Kong ride when they first made it. Um... I guess, like, since the animatronic was, like, super ginormous, um, the head or the mouth or whatever, you can actually see the people who are writing. And the guy who made the animatronic, who came from, uh, I guess, like, anima- like he was uh, one of the original Imagineers for the Orlando Park, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he would let people, like, he would let uh, celebrities and then just, like, regular everyday people who, uh, I guess, got, like, the premium tickets actually just sit in the head while people were watching because they were like you so essentially you can like view the ride through two different ways if you were lucky whoa yeah yeah so. whoa that's cool mm-hmm. yeah uh if y'all want to know more cool uh pot, um theme park trivia i recommend the channels uh defunct land offhand disneyland and uh, uh yesterworld entertainment yeah, yesterworld's really great too and tpm vids disney beat where we talk about all things disney <laughs> that's what he says every disney video they're all really great and uh i want kevin perger on the podcast but i don't know if that counts since this is an animation podcast well well, disney has a lot of animation so you know they go ahead and it's like rides that are made from animations 
hey kevin uh kevin percher uh listen uh, hit me up uh nolan trash zone uh on twitter i i got you i remember I remember uh, Disney was trying to make some sort of TV cartoon in the style of Gravity Falls. It was about, like, the theme parks after they close at night and it's all the, uh, I guess it's, like, Night at the Museum but with theme parks or something. Oh, yeah, they've yeah, been, they've been trying to... They've been trying to do that as a movie also. They, they, that's a concept they've tried to do oh. a oh, yeah, bunch I heard, of like, times. I heard, like, the um, Iron Man director was going to be involved, but that never happened. Yeah, like, John Favreau, like, spent, like, a year on that. I heard. And then I'm like, but every time anyone talks about it, you go, yeah, we were working on it. And I'm like, but what, what about like, how does that fail so often? I don't get it. It's such a fun idea, but I, maybe what I'm worried is that maybe they'll be afraid that it'll get dated, you know, when they change the rides. Well, it might also be because they probably have people going like much like how, uh, you know, how comic book companies go, you can only have Wolverine in so many issues in a month or in a two month period. They might be like, Oh, we can't, we're gonna have Iron Man in Infinity War, so we can't have Iron Man show up in this, or Mickey Mouse is gonna do this coming up. So they don't <laughs> want to, it's hard to like figure out how to not oversaturate everybody because when Roger Rabbit came out, none of those cartoons were really doing anything, so it was like fine, but like now with all the stuff they have going on, I'm sure it's, like, way harder to do something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but uh, next bit of news. Did anyone see the new uh, in, uh, video for Kingdom Hearts? Because uh, they announced that not only Toy Story is going to be in the game, but also Monsters, Inc. And we finally got to see Tangled after all this time in yeah. gameplay. Tangled, too, yeah. Actually, uh... Sorry, actually, they talked about why they haven't shown it until now, like gameplay of Rapunzel Ian. No, not Ian. I was thinking Ian Flynn, no, but Flynn Rider. Uh, he, the, the reason why they didn't show anything is because Rapunzel's hair was so fucking difficult to program and interact with the environment. And they like took forever. So basically, the reason why we don't have a Tangle 2 and now it's just 2D is because Rapunzel's hair is terrible and nobody wants to deal with it. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at the gameplay footage of Tangle's hair. Like, it still looks a little uh, polygonal, but it it does like attach to like actual objects like Spider Man, how it needs to attach to a tree or a tower for it to function. So I see how that would Mm -hmm. be really difficult. Not, Not only that, though, but like Sully's hair, too, was just like they couldn't like pull off this fur yeah so they had to like do it in like layers from the back it looks fine but like when it gets to his head it just looks very off it looks like lint but everything else looks amazing this game this game looks exactly like a pixar movie and that's scary (laughs) yeah it's like one i wonder like can the ps4 or maybe the ps5 when that comes out render toy story in real time like the movie we're getting closer we're getting closer every year Hopefully, yeah, but um, what do you think of, like, uh, Goofy and Donald's designs and oh Sora in the, in the Monsters, Inc. world? Uh, Sora is furry bait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have strong opinions about Goofy. Goofy looks fugly. He looks like a spore creature. Yeah, I guess it's a nicer way yeah, to say it. Yeah, I saw you said that on Twitter. Okay, I, I don't think Sora really matches the style of the Monsters, Inc.-verse, but I, I think Goofy kind of does. Yeah. He- yeah. Also, they're starting to bring the thematics of each world into the Kingdom Hearts stories, like how Marluxia, like, abusively, like, uh, like kept Nominate captive in Castle of Oblivion, and he's in the Tangled world, and oh. all this other shit. Like, Vanitas is like, uh, uh, power of fear is better than the power of light and laughter and shit, and he's in the Monsters, Inc. world. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of clever, and I'm not used to Kingdom Hearts being 
clever. So it's it's all been distorted, but now it kind of has a theme to which villain goes where. Yeah, which is weird because I'm so used to them just being like, like we're just going to retell the story of the uh, the Disney World, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. but with and like then, inserted characters. And then and then the character from that world goes Sora, Donald, Goofy, exactly in that order each and every time. Yeah, exactly. At least this time they're going to be, you know, different. Mm-hmm. But um, next bit of news. Uh, let's see. Oh, the Grinch teaser. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. I mean, it was only like a 30 second teaser and it just looks, I mean, the animation looks good, but that's about it. And there's not really anything to talk I, about, but it's I Illumination. Don't, I don't know why uh, Illumination really thinks they're going to do better than Chuck Chuck Boris Karloff. Like the fucking balls on those guys. I mean, it's like, like the that other Grinch movie from the 2000s already it just, I don't know, it still feels too fresh to do that again. See, the thing is like the Grinch still does really well on TV. I I understand like they think it's like still a hot property, but it's like that specific thing is hot. Like people don't want, isn't it Benedict Cumberbatch as a Grinch or something? Yeah. Like nobody, nobody wants that story like crappier and newer. Like that's just like I don't get it. Like just like stop. I did hear. Did you hear that story about the makeup artist who had like basically um, had to take like a sabbatical because of how mean Jim Carrey was what? to him. There was like, I read it, some makeup artist was saying how Jim Carrey was like so bad that people literally had to like say something to him. Like they're like, like you've gone like way too far, like basically like torturing this makeup artist. And like, cause he would go like, he would start working on him and some days he'd come in and go, why are you using a different shade of green? And he'd be like, I mean, I'm not. And he goes, well, you are go make a, make it look like yesterday. And he just like hang out in a closet for a little bit and come back and go, okay, sorry, I messed up. Oh. And like, re- but he would just like constantly fuck with him. And like, oh. he said, like he basically left, they had to basically like pay him more to come back because Jim Carrey was such an asshole, God. which sort of makes sense. If you saw that Netflix documentary about his behavior on man on the moon, I was like, Oh, okay. What so he was that? like, did you see the documentary? It's nope. like, it's all the behind the scenes stuff on man on the moon. And it was basically like he had shot what was going to be a press kit for the movie of him basically going so method and like being an asshole like Andy Kaufman sometimes was. But instead of Andy Kaufman like knew the line and would only do that for the cameras, whereas Jim Carrey acted like an asshole all the time on set, like while he was filming or not. And he was just like, like so hard to deal with. And like he would just drive around the set like being Tony Clifton or Andy Kaufman and I think he, like, got too big too quickly. If you read about, like, in 94, it was, like, what, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura all came out in one year. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he just blew up too yeah. big, and I think it, like, fucking messed with him. Yeah, all three know? of those have a cartoon, by the way. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, well, that's how big it was. Like, I can you name another actor who... Each of those movies were $100 million. Each of them were talked about a ton, and each of them appealed to both adults and kids like that quickly like even the rock didn't even like i've never it's unfathomable how big he got but did you see that video recently where uh jim carrey's at some award show and he's just like feels like he lost all fate in the world and he's like none of this matters this award show it's all meaningless hey jim carrey yes what i've covered a lot of fashion weeks this is the first time i've run in to jim carrey 
Wait, tell me, is it true you're wandering the streets? You need a date to the party? What's up? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Uh, I just, uh, you know, there's no meaning to any of this. So I, uh, I wanted to find the most meaningless thing that I could come to and join. And, uh, and, uh, and here I am. They're celebrating. I mean, you got to admit, it's completely meaningless. Well, they say they're celebrating icons inside. Celebrating icons. icons. Boy, that is just the absolute lowest aiming possibility that we could come up with. It's like icons. What do you do? You believe in icons? I don't I believe in personalities. I don't believe that you exist, but there is a, a wonderful fragrance in the air. Everything's terrible. Yeah, he has. He, he has started to do that. I kind of. I mean, I know he's had a rough couple of years, like his girlfriend like killed herself and like his the family like sort of blamed him on it and um he also helped bankroll the whole autism uh vaccines cause autism thing uh because jenny mccarthy was his girlfriend at the time uh -oh. and he helped pay for a lot of that stuff but um so i know he's had like kind of a weird couple of years but i sort of wish um wish he would just be good in a movie again like i'm kind of sick of just like gossip i mean it's funny to hear about the grinch thing and how ridiculous he was but i'm like he was a good actor in mm -hmm. man in the truman show and a couple yeah. of things Internals of Giants, so. yeah anyway last... so the grinch movie looks hard yeah but the last thing i remember hearing jim carrey in a movie was kick-ass 2 and that was forever ago oh yeah and that was supposed to... but how that got ruined wasn't there some school shooting or something yeah. around the time and then he disowned that movie Remember that? Yeah, he didn't want to promote it after like a school shooting. He thought he was it, it oh was encouraging God. violence. Yeah, he's got he's like self destructive because it's like that was kind of going to be his sort of a, a bit of a comeback. But yeah, I'm sure like all the studios yeah. were like, "Look, morally we agree, but you're also like throwing us under the bus, so <laughs> we're not going to put you in a Marvel movie." You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to reboot the mask. Sadly. Yeah, or reboot Batman Forever. I mean, I think okay, maybe they, they should reboot the mask since Deadpool's popular and like, hey, let's go for the R-rated mask like the comics was. I mean, didn't they try to reboot it with Son of Mask? That's what I meant. No, no, no. What's Jamie Kennedy doing? Let's let's get Jamie Kennedy back. Oh, we can what get him on Jamie the podcast. What has Jamie Kennedy done, like, ever? He was, um... What was he? Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fuck, I take it back. I take it back, man. Jamie Kennedy is the hot topic. That that one E3 presentation where he was uh, showing off Activision's new video games, and it's the saddest, most terrible part stand-up part. I remember. Didn't I show you that? Yeah. I showed you that. It yeah. hurts to watch. I'll that play some clips ago. of it. But it just, it's a pain to sit through. It's like, if I was ever, like, presenting for something, I think this is a realistically how would how it would go how's everybody doing yeah. this is exciting we're at e3 and uh i just want to say this place is the only place that makes the guys at comic con look like oceans 13 take a minute come on that was oh <laughs> i uh Video games, um, they've been, uh, where are my jokes? Yeah, but, um. I, okay, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna be in your defense and I'd say give yourself some credit. You're not as bad as Jimmy Kennedy. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> I'd compare you more to the Konami 2010, uh, E3 presentation where that one guy just, like, 
gestures to the screen and like lights up his face and then everybody just awkwardly claps. <sighs> no, I think that, I would, would end up you. like um that one time Michael Bay was showing off like a Samsung TV at a presentation and he just cringed up and just walked away. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I guess the last bit of news is, um, I just want to say the Woody Woodpecker movie has oh God. finally been released. It's on Netflix and DVD, and, okay, I saw it at, like, 5 a.m. Like, I want, I wanted to sleep, but I was like, no, I have to see this at 5 a.m. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> That's how you do things the Woody way. <laughs> Woody Woodpecker, on DVD and digital February 6th. Within this movie, Woody Woodpecker shits on two people. Yeah. Like physically shits on them? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just, like, he's mean <laughs> to them. He does take a shit on people and like he shits on someone's ice cream cone and someone that person eats the ice cream cone. Cool. Yeah. Wow. 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 So so anyway, Netflix is making some really good content. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying. Look, one of these is going to be good, you know. Imagine if, like, at the Super Bowl, like, instead of promoting ten cl the new Cloverfield, they just say, hey, Woody Woodpecker, it's coming out and it's coming on Netflix tonight. Wonder, I wonder if the head of Netflix was, like, you, was the city around and go, man, have you ever heard that theory? If you put a thousand chimpanzees each with a different typewriter, one of them would write Hamlet. What if we did that shit, but with movies? You know, yeah. eventually Netflix is gonna get their shit together again. Like, I mean, animation's doing well, but I don't know what's with their movie department. Yeah, I mean, that Godzilla animated thing, but I'm glad that it got a better, more people saw it because of that Netflix thing, so. Yeah, you guys want to get into the questions? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just want to... so sad. Shh. I just want to say, like, uh... Uh, we have the the fan DeviantArt and the fan junk playlist. Junk playlist. If, God. If, if you have any YouTube videos relating to Rebel Taxi or the podcast, uh, send them to me at rebeltaxi at yahoo.com, and I'll put them in the playlist. Links below. But for questions, if anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. And our first question is from, hang on. Derek, this is a very good podcast, by the way, Pam. Very like, good job. Very like, good. We don't have a guest today, so it's like it's always a good podcast. We every don't, single one. We don't have a guest today, so it's like we we just have to go to questions because there's something else to talk about. I mean, did we talk here. about? We, did you talk about the animated feature thing before? Or? What animated feature thing? Boss Baby and all that. Oh well, yeah, we talked about it last time. Okay, I thought so. But oh, never mind. But fuck it. Oh, what, did you have something to say about the Oscars and the award season? I mean, I could talk about that if you want me to kill yeah. time. Oh, yeah. But let me just announce the good news to everyone that uh, with the recent Annie Awards, um, Pickle Rick, the the episode, is now the award-winning Pickle Rick. And Was it Emmy winning or Annie winning? Annie. Annie. It won an Annie. Yes, Annie it won an Annie. It is an official award-winning episode, Pickle Rick. Go to your local McDonald's. Yeah, support your local uh, fast foodery. But Jim, what you got to say yeah. about the Oscars or what Jim calls it? Oh, yeah. I just thought the whole thing, because, you know, they changed the voting for that because of the Lego movie getting snubbed. What? They changed the voting. And this was the first year they changed. So it wasn't just animation people. It was everyone in the Academy could vote for the nominations. Yeah. And they did that because they're like, well, popular movies aren't getting voted in. And this way you know, Lego Batman theoretically would get in. Oh. And then it, that did not happen. 
Um, and this, and for some reason, Boss Baby and Ferdinand got in instead, Damn. which I thought was kind of funny. Is like they went out of their way to make sure Lego Batman would get in, and they somehow fucked that up. Look, who won? I, no one. The awards haven't happened yet. Yeah, but I, uh, I, feel I like... think Coco. It's like sort of Coco's to lose, but. The only good things about it is that I thought Breadwinner and Loving Vincent wouldn't get in there, and I'm kind of glad that that's still going on. So, because you had to show that you had seen ten animated films of the screeners they sent you, and then four others throughout the year. So, just like some jerk who saw two Pixar's or something couldn't vote. Basically, you had to prove Actually watch it somehow. You had seen all these movies. Okay. Yeah, good. God. Yeah, because there was that one time That's when improvement. Uh, I think what the year Frozen was nominated, like there were just like confessions by the people who were voting and they were like, I don't care about this animation crap. I just pick Disney. I mean, that's kind of still what's going to happen. But the, I guess my greatest fear going into this year was that Cartoon Saloon and smaller studios wouldn't get nominations anymore. And I'm glad that happened. And then two female directors were nominated, which is the first time that's happened in so it was like there were good things but it was like boss baby and ferdinand i don't i don't think anyone really saw that coming it's like yeah especially fucking ferdinand i mean blue sky i know is like not in a great space right now because with the fox disney merger it looks like they're just going to be out of a job um or be sold off disney yeah well it doesn't sound like they're going to be merged into (laughs) it sounds like they're just going to be you know, they're Taking like, so we're not going to do anything with you. So just die, I guess. Can go you home know? Now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is their, only the second time they've been nominated since um, Ice Age. Yeah. yeah. But the one, one Oscar fact I found was interesting. The only people who've won more than one animated feature are all Pixar people. It's Brad Bird, Andrew Stanton, Pete Doctor, and... When Lee Ulrich wins, he'll have two as well. Yeah, but anyway, sorry, that was yeah. just me going on about nonsense. Oh, Let's fine. Do, do the question. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, our first question is question by Derek Fulkerson. If another fictional universe had their own Suicide Squad, what universe would you choose? Like, I guess basically like a team of villains. Which story do you want a team of villains in? Uh, Danny Phantom. Yes. Did, didn't they do that? Like in prison episode. No, that doesn't count because Danny had to team up with them. This has to be the villains acting autonomously from the heroes. Well, my, I, I think my favorite sort of Suicide Squad in a cartoon was uh, Duck Dodgers when all of Duck Dodgers' uh, enemies just wanted to go against them. And Duck Dodgers just didn't k- even re- recognize any of them. <laughs> hmm. But what's I'm what has a good uh what's called a rogues gallery of villains? What's I mean like Spider Man does, but that would just be Sinister Six. So. Yeah, true. That movie uh, ain't never happening. No, oh, they not, released the Venom not, teaser, not but it's point. terrible. Yeah, I don't know what Venom's the weirdest movie because even big Hollywood reporters are like, I don't know how this movie. Like, why Tom Hardy's in it? Like, what the guy who did? I think it's the guy who did Thirty Minutes or Less in Zombieland what? is directing it. Yeah, I think it's I. Uh, I might be. I should look that up. Who knows? But like the teaser for Venom is, it's like, well, that was a thing. Like I didn't get me excited or anything. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the guy. Happening. It's the guy who made Zombieland, Thirty Minutes or Less, Gangster Squad, and this. I'm sure they can do action if they try. If they try hard enough. Yeah. Although, isn't it going to be like a horror movie? It yeah. didn't look like it was going to be a horror movie. Hmm. I don't know. But uh, I'm trying to think. What fictional villains from a universe? 
What mm-hmm. hasn't been done? I don't even know. I mean, Suicide Squad's not a as an idea. It could be a cool idea. Yeah, but because I don't think you could even do it as much with Marvel as well as you could do with DC because Marvel's villains aren't great. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Hmm, I don't know, but the next question from the chat. Uh, Psycho SoCal says, question, have you played Doki Doki Literature Club? Yeah. Anyone? I have. Oh, what's, tell us about it since you're the only one here that played it. Oh, uh, it's uh, very kawaii, I guess. Yeah. And then it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, it's really freaking cute. And it's like, oh, but then in, they kind of just go all batshit crazy yeah i i kind of watched the it's actually uh, really fun because i think if i remember correctly because i i was watching other people play it i didn't really play it but um like my roommates were playing it but um like it messes with your computer where like you have to go open up a files oh, and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i don't know like it's really interactive uh, like yeah. i'm scared like huh? it's, it's freaking weird mm-hmm. have, have you played the nesca have you played the game i'm scared i'm scared no, I haven't. It's the it's like a really low poly three D pixel game. Uh-huh. I say low poly pixel because it's like very simple geometry, but all of the textures are pixelated, and it's a and it also messes around with your computer. Yeah, hmm. all I know is that uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, like the fact that it was like screwing with the with the computer, was freaking cool. Like that's like the only part that I thought was like really really cool. That and. Once you like restart or you finish the game essentially, and you have to go back and go to your save, mm-hmm. it just fucks with your save file. And then like the uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's really weird if you don't know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Well, you just spoiled it so great. Now all the surprise is gone. Thanks. Yeah. Ruined forever. Great. Confetti. Who cares? No, I'm, like... sure there, I'm sure there's more. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, there's that, a lot more yeah. you can do. I have yet to uh, play it because I hear it's like four hours long, and I'm like. I don't got time for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't have enough time to play a four hour game anymore, and that makes me really sad. Damn. I've only played like Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing recently because it's a really fucking fun kart racer. Yeah. And if I pan, upgrade your computer so you can play it with me. Okay, I gotta buy a PC. Uh, as soon as like all that I know like with the Bitcoin rush, like everyone's just buying all these PC parts and it's like, what am I gonna do? When's this gold rush gonna end, you know? Is it over? No, but but you said you liked the drifting mechanic, and Sonic and All Stars Racing is built entirely around the drift. Oh, oh yeah. So okay. So my favorite Mario Karts were the DS one and the one on GameCube, and they have this a uh, drifting mechanic that can be easily exploited, where you can just keep boosting. But uh, I, I I started playing Mario Kart Deluxe, which is amazing. But I realized, wait a minute, the drifting's not the same. You can't exploit this thing anymore. And it's like, no, give us back snaking, which is what it was called. But you no, know, but apparently, uh, the, Sega All Stars Racing has that, and it's like that's what I need. It's I don't think it's snaking per se, but the entire game is built around like your met to like the max potential because it levels up three times, and you can also like chain together drifts and like like switch in between drift directions so you can like like upgrade your chain faster. It's so much fun. Sweet, yeah. Nintendo, please put put in uh, drift uh, snaking again. Give us back our snaking. But uh, next question, let's see. Sweet Manzara says, question, are you guys going to watch Last Man? Like, uh, Nesca here keeps recommending it to me. Oh, you do. we could actually watch it today with Sundere Girl. Yeah, Last Man. It's a show on Verve, the uh, 
that thing with Frederator and Rooster Teeth streaming. It's really good. I actually have a friend who's friends with the guy who animated the uh, the Last Man show. What's Last Man about? Uh, I don't want to say because no. then I feel like it's going to be all spoilery. Okay, it's, I, it's an action show. It's yeah. an action show and it's really good. I know they were on Kickstarter at some point. Yeah. And they had to let go of a lot of people because they weren't getting money, but... I guess it was like one of those Kickstarter things where people put money towards it and it's on Verve, like mm -hmm. you said. Yeah, so is Last Man an Ass Man? No. Eh? You stop you stop that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I guess next question. Um Zoe Stanley, hey, if you could live in a specific art style where everything you see looks like it was drawn from it, which one would you choose? I would like to live in the Venture Brothers art style, she says. Shallon Showdown. That'd be fun. Yeah, everything's so smooth in Shallon Showdown, yeah. like this, the, the pen work. But I would live in the Mission Hill verse, you know, where everything's neon and blacklit, you know? Uh, One Punch Man. One Punch Man. Oh, that's a good one. The Yusuke Murata One Punch Man world. Won't you fucking die in that world? It's art style. Okay, I suppose. Or, you know, Moonbeam but City. I could, also, I could also train to be a pro side. Yeah. That's all I gotta do. Yeah. That's also, um, other bit of news, because it just showed up on my Twitter feed, uh, there's new screenshots for the One Piece game, um, open world game releasing this later this year. Oh yeah, that looks really cool. Uh, I don't, I, 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 I haven't really cared about One Piece since it was on 4Kids when I was a stupid child, but that game looks pretty cool. I mean, it kind of reminds run. me of um, uh, Just Cause where, with the grappling mechanic where you're Luffy and you're just swinging across the town, you know? Yeah, but you're also a rubber man. Do you just play as Luffy or as other characters playable? I'm not sure. I have I don't know how many details they re they've released of it yet. Yeah, because I'm kind of tired that every anime game is basically a fighter. You know, I kind of want like just a a grand adventure of a game. You know. Mm hmm. Yeah. I wish they I wish they did the uh um J stars um but better. Yeah. Make just make that like an open world game. Well, maybe not open world, like level by level. Just, you know, give us more to explore. Because I kind of hate that playing games where it's just an arena. I want to explore. Question, Zadragoner says, question, any commercials that many found offensive but you guys felt was overblown? Com most, all, most all of them. <laughs> like commercial, that's like very specific. I don't know what commercial would There's be like offensive. There's like a controversial commercial every week, you know? Yeah, I, don't, I think a lot of them are over people. Like, what? Was that kid, the kid, the kid with the monkey shirt, and there was oh, a black yeah. kid? And oh yeah, like, was upset. Was a, I think it was uh, H and M, I believe, where they had a photo. yeah, something like I was, I was kind of like, I mean, it doesn't look good, but I don't, I think I've seen tons of kids with that kind of a shirt. Yeah, I know, yeah. like the the it's, kid's mom was like, "Oh, you guys need to stop being so uh, sensitive." That she didn't really care either, which is why she let her kid do that. Yeah, it was it was basically a, a picture modeling for a for a clothing line. It was just like a a black kid with a t shirt that says um, "Proud Monkey," I think. Yeah, so it was like, but it wasn't like you know, I I don't think it. Like, I sort of get what they were trying to say it was saying but i was like yeah but like little kids like anytime you're with you know you see a bunch of like four or five six seven year olds you know a large majority will have monkey shirts yeah, regardless monkeys, of race or know? gender yeah it's like sort of like kind of a thing you call little kids so it's oh. just like i don't i don't know yeah, yeah. it's the coolest monkey in the jungle yeah 
Yeah, that's like I don't I don't know. I think a lot of times when people get a, like really offended by commercials. I mean, there's I'm offended by the fact that every commercial is like the same thing where it's like, "Hey, are you not using our product and being a stupid idiot?" why don't you use our product and then be a smart, you know, well adjusted yeah. person who like, they're all the same ad. It's like, kind of like, like you'll see some doofus going like, I can't cook hot dogs. I, why did I buy these hot dogs? And the other person's like, <laughs> uh, I bought the best hot dogs and I'm, I make a million dollars and have a gold plated Ferrari because I buy these hot dogs. Okay. There was this commercial for, I think Ford or Toyota, some truck company where it was like, it was a focus group of like little kids saying, okay, here's a picture of your dad, but next to this car. And what do you think of him? He looks lame. And then they show a picture of the dad, but with a Ford truck. And it's like, man, that guy looks cool. (laughs) It just looks, it's just like, you don't have a truck. Well, fuck you. Can a truck make you more handsome, more dependable, more rugged? We came here to find out. We talked to real people, not actors, including kids. We showed them two pictures of the same guy in the same location. The only difference, the vehicle behind him. Which guy is more handsome? Left. Try with the truck. He just looks, you know, more ba-bam. Which man is sexier? Truck. Truck. Truck, yeah. Which one of these two guys would you rather have date your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> this guy is definitely the guy your mom wants you to marry, and this is the guy you're going to run off to and leave him to be with him. <laughs> that truck is going to protect my little girl, and I'm always concerned about getting her home safe. I wish one of those kids was like, if that was my dad, I would love him or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> This reminds me of the uh, commercial on Friends where Joey Fiani is like trying to open the milk and he can't. And he's like, oh man, there's got to be a better way. And they ha- they give him like the milk straw thing where they he pokes a hole in the milk carton with this thing and he can just pour the milk. Yes, I he's too that. stupid uh, to open the milk carton. Oh, that's how, yeah. we, that's how we eat the, um, what are those, Capri Sun, yeah, you know? Yes. Yeah, it was like that, but for milk cartons. It, it works for Capri Sun. It, it can work for milk, you know? No, no, but they were selling it under the guise that you're too stupid to not know how to open a milk carton. Yeah. Oh, see. Yeah. Which is why it was so funny. I mean, I don't know. Commercials are always kind of, you know, even the Super Bowl, it's like I like the movie trailers, but most of the commercials is like, yeah, I don't know. Hmm, yeah. Peter Dingwich wrapped and it had something to do with Doritos. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but um, next question, uh, Jack Tolsman. Question, what is your favorite great moment in an otherwise mediocre or terrible movie? Mine was, mine would have to be the moment in Spider-Man 3 when Sandman is born. Just the part where he can't pick up his daughter's locket and his weird hands, his sand hands, is the more, it's more emotionally represented and powerful than pretty much every aspect of every Spider-Man film afterwards. I mean, that that's that was a good part. I'm not going to disagree with that because the Sandman stuff at the beginning of the movie, I sort of wish there was just a Sandman Spider-Man movie because that was that was a good that was actually those parts were good. I agree with that person. There's always like every now and then there's a part in a movie that's not very good that I'm like, oh, man, if the whole movie was this like um, up the beginning of up rude. I mean, God, I can't think of. An example of like, because um, there's so, but the problem with these movies that have like one is that, oh, oh actually, I can think of two that are, are recent movies. So this sort of works. So at the beginning of 
the commuter, which I'm sure everyone's still thinking about. Um, they had this really cool sequence where you see him getting up, Liam Neeson get up every morning and it keeps intercutting with like every different time, you know, his morning routine with his family. And sometimes his son is fighting with them. Sometimes his son is sick. Sometimes his son is this. And it was like actually a cool sequence, but they ruined it by like cutting between, uh, intercutting between like starring Liam Neeson kind of things. But it was actually like a pretty inspired sequence because afterwards, like I totally knew who the wife was. I knew who the son was. I knew who Liam Neeson was. I know that he read the books along with his son in high school. Like I knew all this backstory and I was like, wow, wow. I wonder if this movie's going to be good. And it wasn't at all, but that, that, that one section, and it probably could have been handled better, but it was like sort of inspired because I was like, oh, like everyone has that morning routine and how each day is different. And, you know, anyway, yeah. I thought it was cool. I guess one good moment in a mediocre film, a Dr. Manhattan story in the Watchmen movie. Yeah, yeah I'm with you on that one. Yeah, a lot of people would say that works as its own like short film. Hmm, yeah, but, um... I, I mean, there's probably like too many examples. I'm trying to think oh, of something oh, else, but there's Eddie... like so many examples of that. The animation sequences in Tank Girl. Oh man, I don't remember that movie well. Yeah, to... no one wants to remember. I don't think anybody, nobody remembers Tank Girl. Nobody cares about Tank Girl. I'm sure so Ice T is proud to Tank Girl. Ice T is glad that he got paid for that. So you know, just be thankful. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more impartial to Ice Cube. Uh, well, everybody likes Ice Cube more than Ice T, you know. Yeah. Who had the better f- shitty films, uh, Ice Cube or Ice T? Or Cube, think, um, well, Ice Cube, a good and junior. Ice, well, okay, Ice T probably has more embarrassing films, whereas Ice Cube, like he was in Friday and Boys in the Hood and Three yeah. King. Like Ice Cube has a, a good filmography. Yeah. He was okay, also in Are We There Yet? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. That's true. Okay. Boys How about. The um, post two thousands Ice Cube with Are We There Yet and stuff. Oh yeah, actually, all the Ice Cube things I mentioned were from the nineties. Um, well, okay, he was twenty one and twenty two Jump Street. Okay, yeah, that's the only thing I can think. And Book of Life for a second, where he's like, "It was a good day." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hmm. Let's see. Next question. Um... Here's a good one that made me really hungry. PJ Martian says, "Question: This question is a Tide Pod." Boom. Oh, the Tide Pod ad or whatever. What? No, he just said the question is a Tide Pod. Oh. Do we eat it? I don't understand. Yeah, I I, I want to eat it. I, I don't get I don't get the Tide Pod. That, like, so people are eating them. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, people are being stupid and eating Tide Pods because they look like candies. Well, maybe maybe hear me out on this. Maybe these people know we're overpopulated and are doing the Earth a service by offering themselves eating laundry detergent. That's exactly what one of my roommates Thanks. said. They said it's like Darwinism. just another... Yeah. Population maybe, control. No, maybe yeah. this is voluntary Darwinism. Like, they're like, they're purposefully going like, my existence is destroying the Earth, so I will eat laundry detergent. Yeah. If, if that is the case, Cleanse kudos to you. I'm going to It was like that cult that said, save the environment, kill yourself, you know? That, that one cult, you know? Yeah. Here's another here's another question from Jay Reanimated. Question, Nolan, are you ready? Pan, I want you to add in Lisa from the room saying, I'm always ready. You. What? From where? From the, the movie The Room with Tommy Wiseau. Oh, okay. Scene I, thought, where, I was thinking um, Lisa Simpson. 
No, it's from the room, the movie where um, Greg's sister goes, "Are you are you ready for the party?" And she goes, "I'm always ready for you." God, <laughs> I, I barely watched the room like a few weeks ago for the first time ever. I've only seen clips of it, but like, wow, I saw it all the way through for the first time, and it was like, this is incredible. Like, but what you need you need to watch it with a group. I, Watching we did. It with a we group saw it in like a theater screening. Like people were yeah. That's that's the best. I mean, I, I saw, I hadn't really sat down and watched it until I was like, I have, I'm going to see the disaster artist. So I better watch this movie. And it was like, it's like, I don't know how they even did that. I feel like they don't know how they did that. Yeah. It's like, like an accident, like someone messed around with a chemistry set and then they made a monster and they're like, holy shit, I don't even know what they did. Like, I mean, like, uh, um... like that scene where he's buying the flowers, the sound editing in that, in that is horrible and beautiful at the same time. I mean, it's like it's clearly 80 yard where they just recorded over their own audio. Yeah, but I it's mean, like, intense. But what... it's like it's like Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was you. Oh, hi, doggy. Hi, doggy. What's the... favorite customer? Thanks a lot. Bye. I mean, you can't even they try to recreate in the disaster artist some of that stuff. I'm like, you can't. Except for the girl who plays, or the uh, who plays um, uh, Lisa in the Disaster Artist, she was really good. Like she was actually pretty close mm. to. Lisa. But the, I feel like the most amazing thing about the room is the fact that they uh, got the birthday song. Like the, somehow got the license to use "Happy Birthday." Oh wow! Or isn't it now in the public domain? Or now it is, what? but like at the time in two thousand two when this was made, uh, I don't think it was. Well, maybe that's how Tommy Wiseau has all that money. Oh my God! People, what if... people, fe- people theorize Tommy Wiseau was actually DB Cooper. Who? DB Cooper was um, a mysterious man in a suit with black hair and sunglasses with an ear um, unplaceable accent who hijacked a plane and managed to make off with millions of dollars, which at the time of inflation would be um, exponentially more now than it was then in the 70s. Hmm. And nobody knows who he is. He look, And his uh, his drawing looks suspiciously like Tommy Wiseau. And nobody knows where Tommy Wiseau came from. So, <laughs> the, the, theory, now. so the theory is that um, Tommy Wiseau was actually D.B. Cooper and all the stolen money from the plane was made from a was used to make the room which was six million dollars and nobody knows where tommy Wiseau got all that wow so that's the theory yeah and i agree with it wholeheartedly i think tommy Wiseau is db cooper no when you buy the sega genesis that comes with sonic one you'll get sonic 2 absolutely free this free sonic 2 is a 54.99 value you get two sonics for the price of one sonic 2 fits easily into any tackle box made from a space-age polymer plastic for years of family fun and pets love it too buy the sega genesis that comes with sonic one and get sonic 2 free act now wiener dog sweater sold separately oh i have a personal question that i want to ask all of you um okay okay um okay okay have you ever what was the video game that you played that made you say Wow, graphics can't get any better than this. I remember saying that when Sonic 2 came out, because I'm old as crap. So. Damn. Fuck, you're old. You're like, I, I do remember, like, for, first playing a Sega Genesis and going, like, whoa, we have progressed this far. Yeah. And it was, like, 92, so, you know. My parents never really let me play video games when I was younger. I mean, I had a Game Boy Advance, and then my mom or my dad took it away from me to the point where when I found it, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I owned this. So that's why I do Let's Plays with them. Yeah, to relive the childhood you never had, just like Michael Jackson. Yeah, but without the yeah. weird phase. Yeah. 
sure. But I, I, for me, like the thing that, yeah. But for me, the thing that like um, made me say, "Wow, it can't get any better than this." Was Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube because it looks so smooth compared to the '64. But now, when you look at it, it just looks like uh, freaking candle wax figures. But Mario Kart 8 looks fucking amazing. I want to see how where they go from there. Yeah. Sonic 06 for me was it because of all the cutscenes, which Ooh. still look pretty good. Yeah, the pre-rendered cutscenes look good, not everything else. Some parts of the game look okay. Not everything else looks like dot shit. Yeah. Oh, we got a mostly mostly the mostly the next gen models for Sonic and the game look good. Yeah. Oh, uh, here's a question. Uh, Dodger Tiger Yankee says question. Pan, how is your visit to Blockbuster, and how is the scheduling for the podcast going to work if you're going to do the 100 episode at Momocon? I don't know. We're going to try to space out these podcasts, like go on a break and replace the podcast Tuesdays with like maybe a a party review where it's just like a, you know, it, it roughly is like a podcast where we just talk about a movie and review it. Podcast, which number is this one? 90, uh, 96. Oh, shit. I think. Or 95. I mean, we could just do, like, like skip 100 and then refer to it like it had happened. And then when we recorded at Momocon, only refer to news things that happened when the 100th one would have happened. <laughs> Retroactive, yeah. Uh, that sounds complicated. It's like a prequel series, you know? A, a prequel yeah, podcast. Yeah, be like, be like, oh, man, I can't believe, like, you know, uh, Ted Danson came on and turned into a dragon and then, like, tried to fight Izzy and then Nolan killed the dragon. Yeah, something like that. Make yeah. up some random story. We'll see, but uh, our trip to Blockbuster, because um, yesterday me and Sundere and Nesco went to a Blockbuster, and that place was depressing. This is, uh, keep in mind, we're recording this in 2018, so there's a Blockbuster in my town that's closing down, and that place is, like, so run down. All the uh, DVD cases are... are Sun bleached? Yeah, they're all bluish, like the ink just evaporated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was really sad, and then I think it was like three dollars for some movies that, like, if it didn't have a cover, you can get it for three dollars. Like, it was like ten for twenty or something. Wow. Yeah. Um. The the you candy should... that they were selling was expired. There was like a gumball machine wow. where there was dust inside the gumballs and stuff. Yeah. You but... should do a personal appearance at that blockbuster. Be like meat pan pizza. Oh yeah. Blockbuster. <laughs> Oh my god, yes, that'd be so great, just like, just have my stand there, or selling autographs, like, yeah. Just bring your stuff and he'll sign it. Yeah, Yeah. no one knows what you look like, so you, you could just have anybody show up, like, hey, yo, it's me, Pam Pizza. I like pizza so much, they say it practically is one. <laughs> yeah, 18 Titans, I don't know, sign this, yeah. I mean, it's like a Save the Rec Center sort of deal, where it's like, come on, guys, we gotta... We gotta, like, save this blockbuster history, otherwise there's only, I think the only ones that are left are in Alaska and maybe some some state no one cares about. Some flyover Hey, state. goth girls, I'll sign any blockbuster Hollywood video thing for you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> find me a Hollywood video. Find me a Hollywood video that has a game crazy still active. Oh, yeah, but, um, let's see, uh, next question. We're an hour and nine minutes into this podcast, barely? Oh, God. Oh, God. We, we have to think of something quick to save the show. To save the show. Well, I mean, like, uh, assuming the, the pre-show is 10 minutes. Uh, hmm. yeah, the pre-show is pretty good. We can just put that. We can just cut back to that at this point in a flashback. Remember, remember, I remember like it was yesterday. Hey, remember the no, pre-show no, no, we no, the pizza, no, let's just do the Pizza Party Podcast clip show and we, like, 
we just re- rememberly remember thing randomly remember, remember thing that time we did that Futurama episode. Do you know? Do you remember that one time we had a uh, uh, Monkey Jones on? Wait, we did. Yeah, that was last episode. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Do you remember <laughs> that one time when we had Gamer first on? Hey, oh, oh question, <laughs> crap. Um, I, Nick says, question, the Deadpool 2 trailer, what you guys think? I mean, uh, it looks funny, I but it. I don't know what to say about it, but it, I just like the fact that you, we actually see Cable, even though I have no idea who he is outside the video game. He's a character. He's, yep, he's a guy. He's a dude. I like Deadpool's retelling of the story in, with action figures and referencing <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> I mean, it looked, I like the, the Justice League joke. But it, it looks, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest Deadpool person, but I'm excited for Cable. I'm curious because it's done by the guy who did one of the John Wick people. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm curious how that's all going to work. But yeah. it's not the same director. So I'm a little like, I know people are a little worried, but yeah, the, I think. Uh, it's, what? The original director went on to work on Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. If that's ever <laughs> Well, happened. just like, I, I don't know how involved he really is. I think he's doing the Terminator movie. Yeah. He's doing the the new Terminator trilogy with James Cameron. Oh, um, oh, oh, because oh, yeah. is he fucking done with Avatar yet? Oh, <laughs> no, so he'll get around. Him doing Avatar is like is like some some kid telling his mom like, "I'll take out the trash. It's not an issue." Like it's been piling <laughs> up for ten years. God damn it, James Cameron! Just finish your shit already. But no, that's so Tim Miller's doing a, a Terminator thing. That's what he. But I don't know about this. Dead. I'm excited for Cable, but this is going to be the summer of Josh Brolin between Infinity War, the Sicario sequel, and Deadpool two. We're going to see a lot of Josh Brolin's ass. So, which is cool. He's a good actor. But I, I'm. Ex- he looks like a cool Cable. I like the the metal arm joke. That was kind of funny. Yeah, I. I mean, it's the if it's going to be the John Wick director, I'm sure the action will be a lot better because. I mean, I, I feel I don't feel like the action was yeah. all that good in the first Deadpool. Okay, Black Dog six nine nine says question: Who has the better that is cartoons or anime? Yeah, they're anime, all good obviously. in the neighborhood, so it's all fine. And they're more adult oriented anime, so they have a much more diverse pool of secondary. Yeah. Oh, I, I should tell you so all anime. About that. The fucked up anime I saw. Uh, it's called Mysterious Girlfriend X. Um, it's about this emo girl and like this guy who has a crush on this emo girl. So already I'm, I was hooked. And then I slowly realized, um, well, let me tell you what happens in this episode. Uh, the girl falls asleep in class and she just drools all over her desk. And this guy c- uh, goes to her desk after everyone leaves class and decides to like put his finger on the drool and taste the drool. And then he, get, he gets a fever and the girl comes to him and says, you have to swallow my drool every day or else you'll get sick and die. And they it becomes a romance story about like them drool. Well, just I don't know. She just puts her finger in her own mouth, gets a, a wad of drool and puts it in his, in his mouth every day. And yeah, it's a drool fetish anime. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. Feels either. gross. That sounds weird. Look, I kind of, sort of like it. It's kind of like a weird fairy tale, sort of like all the music. Like, I don't, I don't know. Never mind. Let's get into the next question. Nolan, you pick a question. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Um. 
Oh, geez. Got to purge that from my memory. I mean, uh, here's one, but, oh, crap, here's the topical one. Uh, Dean something says, uh, Dean Bice, question, what do you thought, what are your thoughts on the new TMNT image that was released for the new cartoon? I don't like how Raphael looks, everybody else looks all right. Dantel has a really good head. I mean, uh, okay, I, I see they're going for, like, a more Gendy Tartakovsky looking style, which I, I really love, but I want to see it in motion first, because I'm, like, wondering how this is going to look in motion. But it looks really good. I mean, well, somewhat good. I mean, I'm not 100% on the style yet, how lean some of them are. But um, I see they changed the weapons for some of them. Like, Raphael no longer has a, a sigh. He has, like, those things police beat me with, you know? And uh, yeah. Michelangelo has, like, a, a yo-yo thing. I don't know what it is. April O'Neil's black now, but she was black in the first comic, so I guess whatever. Yeah, I think with a I think with a series where Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it constantly gets reboots, it's fine to play with like their races, like Mexican, black, whatever. They're going to get rebooted. They can be interpreted any which way since they've changed creator hands so many times. Yeah, I mean, like, although I feel it's too soon after the Nickelodeon one because the Nickelodeon one is still on its final season and they're already like cranking out a whole new Turtles mo- cartoon. Yeah. Like, well, get... you know, it's an IP that they have rights to, so I'm sure they're gonna yeah. just keep exploiting it till it's dead. Nickelodeon bought the rights to Team and T, and now they're just gonna fucking use that till the end of time. What? Why do they have? Why do they have always when they reboot cartoon shows? Now they always put like celebrity or like kind of like character actors in the voices, and just hire like voice actors like they used to. Yeah. What's up with that? No, I don't like that. Nah. Get, like, some real voice actors. I'm sick of, like, the third guy down from Parks and Rec being in my cartoons. Oh, oh, this reminds me how I believe uh, in the CGI 2012 Ninja Turtles cartoon, there was some celebrity voice actor who, I don't know, I think they, okay, for promotion, I think the official Ninja Turtles Twitter attached all the Twitters together from all these individual actors, and I think one of them made, like, an incest joke or something, and all these kids saw it, so really? they're like, you know what, get the fuck out of our thing, and they replaced him with Seth Green. Was it Johnny Knoxville? Maybe? I don't even remember. Because I remember he was, like, attached, and then they revoiced him or something. Oh, no, it was in the cartoon series, not the movies. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What series is this? The, the, the 2012 Ninja Turtles cartoon, the CG one. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, is, if Izzy was here, she would know what what happened exactly. But basically, um, I believe they have a scene where the, that one turtle gets hit in the throat and suddenly their voice changed. And that's how they explain the voice change. Oh, everyone says it was Jason Biggs. I yeah. see when you said it was an incest joke, I honestly thought you were a voice of a ninja turtle. Or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's guess see. you're not going to get a voice on that show anytime soon. No, but uh, let's see. Next question. Hmm. I mean, I guess it's the final one since we we got an hour and a half of this, you know? We, yeah, we, we kind of, this podcast kind of went off the rails even more so. Uh, we all had fun here. Yeah, it was all a fun time. I had fun. Yeah. I had oh, fun, too. fun on the bun. It's the only fun I have anymore. Yeah. David Hernandez says, question, what is your biggest disappointment in animation? I can't say. What crushed your dreams so hard? Oh, Nesca, you have one. 
Oh, wow. Shaolin Chronicles. I hate Shaolin Chronicles. Maybe. I wish it was never a thing. I can... Ugh. I hate that show. Nolan, you, you, you also hate Shaolin Chronicles. Bond. Do some bonding. Well, no, yeah, I, I do, but, like, if, if I were to say everything that disappointed me here for three hours, I don't have time. Yeah, I'm, I'm recording sure. another podcast in minutes. Yeah, like, um, Nesca was, like, fucking pissed that they ruined Jack Spicer, because, like, uh, you know how I am with Raven. Nesca is with Jack Spicer. She wants some... She wants to get spiced by the... Never mind. <laughs> You're so freaking lame. She wants the spice of life, you know? Yeah, I don't know. They pretty much made him, like, some sort of a Flavor Flav uh, callback, being some sort of weird gangster rapper. And then they had Chase lay an egg, and I don't know. It was just a mess. Yeah, he laid an egg. This this grown man, wait, was he in his lizard form at the time? Yes, or? he was in his lizard form. Okay, well, that makes it a little more acceptable that he laid an egg. I know, but it doesn't make it acceptable that he was hugging Omi, crying, and acting so weird. It's oh. Just, I don't know. Sad. Nolan's right. If we sit here and talk about it, we'll talk forever. Yeah. Let's see. Um... Shaolin Chronicles is a bigger mistake than I am. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> damn. Well, I think for animation disappointments, crap. Well, just in general, whenever a TV show cancels too soon, but... I'm I'm kind of used to it now. It's like whatever, we're all fucked, you know. I was I was actually kind of disappointed in that Godzilla movie. I, was, I had high hopes for. That. Uh, I was disappointed. Yeah, an animated Godzilla movie. Yeah, but the the character design's not even good. Like it took forever to get to Godzilla, and they had all this backstory that was boring. It was like both worse than most Godzilla movies, but also I think like. I don't know, it's just, like, such a failure in that, like, I've only and they fucked it up, I, like, I on the first like... try so hard. Like, how do you, I don't know. I'm just, like, it was interesting, but, like, interesting in that boring, like, I never want to do this again. Yeah. I guess also Samurai Jack's finale, where it's like, damn, you guys oh, had yeah. 20 years and you had to rush this out. I like what it was trying to do, but the execution was was off. Yeah. If it had 13 episodes, it would have been fine. I don't know why they didn't give them 13 episodes. Like, Gendy, this is a once-in-a-lifetime. How'd they fuck it up? Why, Gendy? Oh, but uh, someone in the com in the chat also keeps asking about The Last Jedi. On December 15th... It's now or never! So good to have you back. Star Wars The Last Jedi, rated PG-13. Oh, what about it? If I noticed they just say thoughts about it. Thoughts about it. Yeah. What are your? Th I mean, I I did like a really long video about. It. There's like, I I don't hate it. I I like it. I don't know. It yeah. is really long. Everyone's mad and angry at Rotten Tomatoes and like, there's look people Star Wars, people are saying like there's a huge critic divide between fans and critics, especially on Rotten well, Tomatoes, I, but it's like, it's not like freaking Star Wars fans were known for being rational, you know? Well, I, th I think part of the issue with that is like, it's made like, it, all of its influences, Last Jedi, are like Kurosawa movies, but not like um, like Star Wars has always been influenced by Kurosawa, but like, these are like the, the 
color ones like Ran and Kagamusha and stuff. Mm-hmm. And those are like really deep cinephile things. And I think like your average Star Wars fan probably hasn't seen those and was not as down for that. And I don't think like that movie kind of like messes with your expectations and is and it is a theme of it is disappointment. So like the whole idea of like I mean, if you haven't seen Last Jedi, it's your own fault at this point. So spoilers, I guess. But um, that, like, we don't know. Ray has no, like, her parents are like nothing, and like the the whole idea, like, you know, um, Snoke, like, just like gets off really quickly, and that um, uh, Poe Dameron is kind of like, you know, he's like the coolest guy in the world in Force Awakens, but this is like hot headedness, like leads to people dying and like isn't really like the best thing in the world. So it's like showing you, I think it's trying to dwell, uh, delve into Star Wars like they haven't done before mm-hmm. um, and use all these visual references people weren't accustomed to. I thought it was good. I think it is like maybe too long. It is like really long yeah. and structure wise. It's not a normal Star Wars movie. And I think like that was hard for people to take. I don't think it's perfect. Like I haven't, I've only seen it once. I mean, I still think it's good and I don't mind Luke's like powers at the end or anything like that, but I thought it like, I don't know. I thought it was like an interesting, like probably the most interesting star Wars movie I'd seen in a while. Like at least like did something different with it. So like when people get like all upset about it and go, Oh, it should have been like this kind of star Wars movie. I go, well, I mean, that's sort of the point is it wasn't trying to be like force awakens was purposefully playing on nostalgia and last Jedi didn't really give a fuck. And like, yeah, clearly like when you have people who are cinematically not adventurous at all, and then they go see last Jedi, they're of course going to get upset because they want star Wars to be comfort food. And last Jedi wasn't as interested in doing that. So, yeah. you know, I'm sorry that they're limited in the kind of movies they like. It's their own fault. I <laughs> well, know. I can respect people's, you know, not liking a movie, Jim. You know, well, no, I'm just saying, like, when people get all upset about it for like the various reasons, it just sounds to me like they're just like, I agree, it's too long, and it, and I agree, but it's like when people get so mad at it, I'm like, you know, maybe sometimes it's not the movie, sometimes it's the viewer, and I think in a lot of the Last Jedi things I read, I'm like, sounds like it's more like your thing than it's Star Wars this thing. It just Star Wars isn't always going to give you your reliable cheeseburger every movie you know yeah. it's like yeah, they wanted to fuck with it and okay, you know yeah. it's not a bad movie i don't think i you know uh, anyway okay well, yeah but overall i liked it like i will admit that there's some characters where i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you what was that girl's name the the you know the girl rose i was like what the fuck but rose i, I hated what she did but i understand her character so yeah i mean i mean that that whole sequence where they go to the planet uh like i sort of like the idea that you find out that all these people make money off of this, this, the literal star war, like that who are arms dealers and they sell to both the rebels and empire. Like that was kind yeah. of interesting, but like, I didn't like, like I felt like them freeing like these horse type things or whatever, like that could have been cut out. Like you didn't need that in the movie. Um, so it's like, you know, that, that part I'll admit is weaker. So, I mean, I would like to rewatch it. I liked Mark Hamill. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt, I, I mean, it, it did come up, caught me by surprise. Like, what the fuck? This you can't do that. It's like, well, I guess it makes sense what Yoda said. So yeah, this is acceptable. It feels that's very smart. unconventional, and that's what I love about it. Like, yeah, it could, it could be executed better, but I, I still feel it's a much better movie than Force Awakens. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like an actual 
risky sort of Star Wars movie. And I like that lightsaber battle was awesome. Like how, like seriously, my whole life liking Star Wars, those guards never did shit. And you're always like, I mean, are they really good? How do I even know? Like they totally disappear in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And like in this, like they like throw down and it's awesome. And I love that the, I love that he covered his whole awesome office with an amazing space view with red, <laughs> red, uh, uh, blinds and stuff like that whole red background. And then they, and it's like this amazing view of space, but I guess like if you're in space all the time, <laughs> but I thought it was like, I thought I love that whole backdrop sequence. That was cool. And you know, oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and, and Kylo Ren is, is still like a, maybe the best character in that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like people hate Kylo Ren, but I mean, I I feel like people who hate him just don't really get what what the whole point is. It's it's basically just like some guy who's in a position of power, but he shouldn't be at all, and that's why it's well, he he he's the guy. He's basically the Ray Kylo thing is that Kylo went to like Kylo came from a the right family, the right bloodline. He went to the best school. Like he should be the top Jedi theoretically yeah but ray comes out of nowhere just naturally has that ability and that like that's what i think is really cool because it's basically saying like kylo ren is the rich kid in high school and ray is the smart kid who actually earned being like the um you know valedictorian or something and just kylo like came from that and everyone's like you have to be this but you know you didn't it didn't work out ray was raised in the streets and had to fend for herself you know and yeah, Ky- Kylo just listens to uh, uh, Fifty Cent and says G unit and does. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, and I like that. Like even the fact that he's like a hipster, basically. I mean, he wears a dumb Darth Vader mask, and he doesn't need to wear one. He's yeah. he's a poser. I mean, he yeah. that's what he is. He wants to be this big thing, and he never will because he'll never be like what Anakin Skywalker was, which was a poor kid who worked his way up to being a Jedi. Yeah. He wasn't handed being the greatest Jedi in the world like Kylo was. So mm-hmm. everyone was like mad because they because they basically like all the fan speculations of like who is Snope, who is this person. Like I'm glad that it, it was just like none of that matters. So fuck all of you for fa- and your fan yeah. theories. I think that was better because those movies, the newer ones need to focus on the new characters. And I mean, that's the weirder thing about those movies is it focuses on the past generation, like Luke and Han and Leia, but also the new people. It's like, there isn't enough room for Snoke like that. They could delve into that in a different movie, but it's like, it kind of didn't matter if he's in it or not. So yeah, he he served his purpose and that's why, but it it just reminds me back in like 2007 or so. I was like deep into like fan theories about Cloverfield and people was making analyses. And then when I actually Mm -hmm. went to see Cloverfield, the movie, I was like, well, none of that at at all mattered. What the fuck? (laughs) So yeah, I guess that's how people. I mean, that's like fan these. theories. I I don't know what when people get mad at it didn't do what they wanted it to do. I'm like, well, like what would that movie have been? Doesn't sound as interesting. It's like what they because it was like because they played with the Ray thing a lot, and then when you find it out, you're like, you're like, oh, that's like not what I thought you were gonna go. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. interesting. And like the whole idea that like like the kid with the broom, it's like anybody could be a Jedi. I kind of like that idea that you. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of like that ending. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, but yeah. But I'm um, just like, 
I, I just see people still today making fan theories on stuff like Steven Universe and Gravity Falls. And me with my experience with Cloverfield, I'm like, you're all fools. Anything else about anything? Because I think this is the end of the podcast. Mm. I think so, too. We, I think uh, so as well. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's like, nobody cares about Star Wars. Who's excited, wait, who's excited for, for Solo? I'm not. I'm, I'm excited to see what Phil Lord and Chris Miller even did at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. This is the end of the podcast. Uh, yeah. Solo coming out. Uh March 57, uh, just a few months. Like, oh god. I mean, it looks okay. Like, it looks very uh, small. Uh, you know, small in scale. You know, so maybe yeah. it'll be interesting. But you know, it won't be a. I'm more excited for Lando yeah. than Solo. Lando looks dope. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's all anyone cares about is a uh, Donald Glover. What is this? Lando's the, the best. Bye. I guess so. Well, goodbye, everyone. I gotta go urinate. Yes. All right. Oh my Bye. God. Okay. Well. Later. Peace out. Thanks for having me. Screw you, Mars okay. Reviews. No. What? I like him. Yes. I mean, yes, Mar- sorry, Mars. Hi, Mars. Hi, Mars. Mars, you were a great guest. Thanks for having you on. I already ended the stream. So oh. dummies. <laughs> oh. We are walking and talking and moving and grooving and hipping and hopping and picking and bopping those positive bad. You better think of sand. You're gonna wake up that thing in your head. If you're looking all around, there's trouble to be found. Make sure you find the seal out. Gotta close three, need backup. Bring me my pride, pink floral jacket. He's fat and he don't run too fast, but he's faster than me. Show my walkie-talkie, man! Last night at the show, we saw him going out of his dream. Go, go, go!